Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of a rainbow. One of the primary reasons I decided to move to Toronto last summer was the vibrant music scene in the city. So going to many shows was really the extent of what I expected. And I surely got that. But what I was pleasantly surprised to see, though, was a solid community of underground rap fans that I kept seeing at many different rap events, many of which were hosted by none other than the pride of Toronto's hip-hop underground, Raz Fresco. Raz is an artist whose Career spans over a decade featuring cosigns and collaborations with true OGs such as Raekwon, as well as features a prolific run of creativity in recent years, punctuated by his fantastic nine-part Magneto Was Right series, and other records in recent years such as Marvelous Right Wrist and Secret Wars with DiBiase. Not only does his catalog speak for itself, but his passion and respect for the art is energizing and comes through loud and clear in this latest episode of the show where I sit down with none other than Raz Fresco. You don't want to miss this. The Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. Raz Fresco, how you doing today? Peace, peace, peace. I'm good. It's cool to be out here in the bakery. You know what I mean? Happy to have you on. Projects, music together. You know, a lot of new plans, a lot of new, a lot of new things coming, man. You know what I mean? Getting ready to take some things out the oven, you know. So. Wow. Hey yo, black is called we call the coppers, copper pennies, caught in box, pocket watch, drop, pocket watch, and dots, clock and stock. Straight out of comic corner, gym drop Third eye shock the lock with the SP four foot not pad swap mascot fast cash run a half man, half astronaut, Mr. Rap a lot soft turn crack rock cold hammers, thought ragnar rock did be Jehovah witness knocking it Ayo night the cat the spot you graduate cat my PhD play a home yeah we'll definitely mm-hmm. get into all that what you got coming up but uh i just gotta say you're doing how you doing drugs, man how you doing and i'm doing great uh i'm really excited to have you on because like i moved to toronto in july right so uh you've been not only making great music but you've been so engaged with the local rap scene here and i know we'll kind of touch on that in a bit more depth shortly in this convo but mm-hmm. i've made the joke before that I moved in July 2022. I think I've seen you more like in person than I've seen a lot of my actual like regular friends. <laughs> I've seen you like over 10 times, I feel like. Shows, mm-hmm. listening parties. You said, more than your, you said more than some of your close friends, you mean? Yeah, like for real. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a busy guy. Like I still somehow always see you like it, and it's great. I'm like, I love the energy mm-hmm. you're bringing. Um, so I'm happy to have yeah, you here. It's and, interesting. It's interesting. And I, and I want to start to... Uh, where we last saw each other, which was your concert that you had as part of this marvelous, uh, marvelous right wrist, magnetic uh, right wrist, marvelous right, right. Yeah, magnetic I knew I was gonna right fuck it up. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> in these shows, you had your your Baker's Club crew, 
who all killed it, along with SD Knack, who fucking ripped the stage incredibly. How did it feel being out there on stage for the first time in so long? And how was that just how was that experience for you overall? I um well, it was also my birthday too, right? Yeah, now, that man, is true. Born in 27, you know, um it was the god day, it was uh it was peace, man. Uh I haven't performed in a minute, quite some time. Like it, the last time in the city that a performance like that was actually on my birthday, but um in 2020, mm-hmm. right before COVID hit. I opened with for Jizza on my born day out yeah. here too. You know, so it's like full circle moment almost. And uh well yeah, really it was a full circle moment since before COVID because like at that point versus now, like to put it into perspective, you have the marvelous right wrist artwork in the background right now. And at that show in 2020, the Jizza show. I like teased one of the records from that album. Nice. You know, that wasn't even out or whatever. Fast forward 2023, I'm actually doing records from that album. It's been out. The whole nine Magneto's right albums have been out. Like, you know, so it's like a whole, it's like I'm coming out as a new version of myself at that show versus in 2020. You know, it's like I'm re, it's like a homecoming in a sense, kind of, you know, like coming back to the city and performing live, all this new material, this new like you know era of my discography you know so it was dope because i got to experience that live you know what i mean that's just been like an online type of phenomenon yeah because you know so being able to experience that live engagement that live interaction you know it's dope it's refreshing it was refreshing you know yeah for sure like, after the set after basically after the set is done and i'm just like you know that just that moment of like okay wow like you know it's a dope show everyone's like Everyone is expressing how they felt because like, for a lot of people too, it was their first show in a while. Like you know, hip hop mm-hmm. show they've been to, and uh, people were just expressing how good it felt just to be in that moment, you know, and experience it. So it was a good thing. It was beautiful. Yeah, it really it was. was. That's the. It was very wholesome. Yeah. Like the the vibes were just refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful. Not to cut you off, it was beautiful. It was refreshing, and uh, yeah, it's just an overall great experience. Man, you guys killed it too, like just like on a technical level. Like, cause you said, obviously, yeah, it's your first time in a, a while. It didn't sound like it. Like, not only you, though, your your Baker's Club uh, uh, crewmates there, Knack, of course, like everybody just really brought their A game and like really came prepared. And cause it was cool, though, I really liked the way you kind of structured it where you, you uh, like had like funk, uh, Griffall, like you had them have their own set, six have their own sets, but then like, as you performed, you kind of like brought people back into the fold and then brought Knack in. Like it was just felt very organic. It felt very like, this is like a family thing. Like we're just kind of putting on a show. It's not just like, okay, my turn, my turn. And then it's all me about me. Like it was very wholesome in that way too. Just a good energy. Yeah. You see, it was like, um, I had to just wisely delegate with the amount of time that we had versus, like I said, it's like the run of the night, just a couple of hours. And in a couple of hours, I'm trying to curate the right experience to like basically give you an overview of almost like two years, two years of releases, you know? So I had to like mm-hmm. really just think like, okay, everybody obviously needs their time to get get the get the music off. And at the same time, like there's been so much collaboration. So I gotta, I can't just do just my set. I gotta bring everybody in as well in a, in a structured way you know so i it was a lot of thought put into that as well and like i'm glad that people 
like for you to have that observation, see that you're able to see that the, you can see and do the knowledge and see that there's thought put into this, like, you know, so I'm glad that it was received well, because, you know, that was the plan that I put together. I definitely wanted uh, it to be wholesome and inclusive and everybody to, everybody to shine as well, not just only me, even though it's like, it was like last festival magnetic right wrist tour, like it's also a Baker's Club thing too. So I definitely wanted yeah. that to be the vibe and energy, you know, so. Cause it was, uh, and it was tricky because it's like there's so much music, you know. Yeah, so for real, man. So I was like, I was like, man, <laughs> there's really like you know nine, man, you know, it was like albums, <laughs> Secret Wars, <laughs> Boulangerie, and then the, like like collaborations, like you know. So, <laughs> but um, I tried to just be like really wise and swift with it, you know. And I, I feel like with observations like this, it just reaffirms the fact that yeah, you know, it was a good, it was a good curated show, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's all I was striving to do is curate a good experience, let everybody shine, let everybody do their thing, and um, let everybody that came into the room get to experience like the unique, the, the unique vibes that everybody has, and also be able to experience the whole inclusive nature of the club together. And you know, me do my thing as well with all the releases I've done and just make it fit, you know. So I'm glad I was able to do that. Yeah, no, I can shine through. Mm-hmm. And you know, so you've been you've been rapping for a long time. Like it's it, it's not like you just blew up on the scene like a year ago. Like you've been really putting in work um for over a decade. So could you give some insight into, you know, like the beginnings, like why you pursued rap and how that really all came to be? Okay. You see how like you got your origin stories like yo. He was in high school and you know, I was with this guy and he's like, yo, you should have, you know what I mean? These type of origin stories, like yeah, I've been rapping for so long. I don't have no origin story. There's no like birth record for my rap career type of thing. Like, you know, it's really goes back to my earliest memories as far as just like rapping, you know, like in the first grade, having rap books and like, you know, the second grade. You know, so it's like as my memory in life starts to get fuzzy, you know, your memory starts to get yeah. fuzzy, like those still developing your more like your memory, you still developing your brain as soon as you get out of the womb, right? So you're not, you're not gonna have a clear recollection until yeah. certain time passes. So it's, as my memory starts to get fuzzy, that's when my like rap memories start to get fuzzy as well. They're connected, they're one, like you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like as soon as I'm developing my memory, I just remember rapping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's I can't hilarious. really tell you like the exact origin. I really can't, you know, like this is as soon as I was young, exposed to the music, I was just growing, developing. As soon as I can, my earliest memories, as long as like learning, like grade one, kindergarten, all that, I'm starting to have rap books already, you know. So, so I guess we, we, could, we could put so, it this way then. What, what was, and maybe it doesn't need to be like, again, exactly how you felt back then, but just earlier on, whenever you can remember. What was it about rap that kind of made you gravitate towards it? Was it just like a need for self-expression? Was it just like you fucking just grew to very much love a lot of rap music that was coming out at the time? Like what made you do it at least? Well, yeah, exactly what you just said. Like, you know, it's just, a, it's self-expression. That's the simplest um, way that you could put it. Because as, as you're young, you're listening to music, you're exposed to the music. And me as my young self, like, you know, I would like, at one point you're rapping along, and at one point you're thinking in your head, you might change a word or two. And then you just start beginning to write your own rap. So that was like basically the very young genesis of it for me, you know, grade one and kindergarten and you know what I mean? And having my rap books, that's what I was doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I have early memories of like, you know, back in the days you had Kazaa. I don't know if you know about Kazaa, LimeWire, 
Oh, no, LimeWire, yeah, yeah. I don't even know because it's the one. Yeah, yeah. So those, like, we, now we talking like you know, a little bit back in the days. Yeah, that's like two oh five oh six. Yeah. So again, so oh five oh six. If I'm born ninety five, that's like I'm ten nine years old, right? And I'm downloading like rap. I'm going on there so like looking for rap instrumentals to download and then record myself on a little computer mic. You know, burn CDs. You know, sell CDs in my neighborhood. This is like things I was doing like the like like third, fourth, like fourth grade by fourth grade, like you know, grade mm-hmm. four, grade five. I was like recording myself rapping on computer mics in the crib and burning CDs and giving them to people in my neighborhood. You know, you have little ciphers and all of that. So from that point on, this is something I'm like. From that point, it's something I'm doing. I'm invested in, and I already knew like, yo, this is what I want to do. So from there till now, it's just been a constant progress, uh, process of development. You know? Yeah, no, that's great. Mm-hmm. And and so as I mentioned earlier, like as a newcomer to to Toronto, uh, coming in last July, I was just really blown away by how involved you were in the the hip hop scene here. Not only giving space for your own music, of course, but also creating spaces for other aspiring artists to get together, network, showcase their craft, kind of have fun that way. Uh, particularly through the Flip a Beat Club that you started with, with like Dibiase and others, the various listening parties that you've hosted. I didn't start it with them, but I added on. Oh, okay. You know, I okay. can't take yes. it. Starting from a Beat Club, mm-hmm. that's definitely mine. So Dibiase, them over there in Sacramento, and me seeing what they're doing, the same way you're acknowledging what I'm doing, and you know, seeing just the positive um, effects that I can have on a community level, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, and I thank you, thank you for that clarification. Like, oh, shit, I'd like to replicate that same thing over here. Yeah, and it's been that that was like truly one of the most unique. I mean, every event I've been, like Flip a B Club event I've been to, like it's just very unique. And I was also just flatly impressed by the quality of everything. Like I was like, okay, you know, this is dope. When I first heard like people started making their beats and performing or playing them, I'm like, okay, if there's some some whack shit here, it's like, okay, cool, it's all for fun. But honestly, like. And it's like that. Even then, that's perspective, you know. That's perspective. Yeah, because yeah. this that's shit just that's a... on the radio right now and can be exactly. making millions and shit. Yo, that shit is whack. But hey, somebody's fuck millions of people are fucking millions buying that shit. Fucking, right? Yeah, it's just all always at the end of the day, it's a subjective thing. But I was just impressed by how great everything was. Like really, I was like, holy shit, there's some super creative shit made in like an hour. And uh, so yeah, just how how like why have you felt so compelled to cultivate this kind of sense of community? in the rap scene here in uh, Toronto? You know, hip-hop is a culture. I love hip-hop. And when you go to the roots of it, that's what it's, that's what it's about, is a sense of community. You know, it out of people, because never like hip-hop started, like, you know, in the gutter. You know what I mean? It was raw back in the days, New York. It's a raw scene, like, you know? So it's very raw, very real. And people was able to use art to bring a positive sense of, like, you know, growth use their creative potential in a positive, constructive way. So that's just the raw simplicity of it, you know, providing people a space to come together and use their creativity in a in a positive way, in a constructive way. Like minds, mm-hmm. you know, that's really the raw basis of it because we need we need spaces like that, you know, because it build or destroy. So it's like if there's without spaces like this, you know, you want to encourage people to be constructive and do creative things because they're 
we'd be living in a world that is forced it's like uh pushing us to do the opposite yeah and so i think someone that's striving to have like a positive effect on people that's like a way that you do things like that you're allowing like you know more positivity to flourish you know good things to flourish a lot of these people that come like there's a lot of times where they they might even second guess themselves but when they play the beat in the room and everyone's vibing with it you know you can feel them like that elevation within themselves. exactly you can see yeah. late like you can see like you just smiled right now because it went in your mind you went back to it in mm-hmm. the room like oh shit, you can see that that generation the, ge- um, the generation of positive energy flow and that's caused mm-hmm. by that you know so yeah and that feels good man you know it does so that's the drive want to do that you know i know it's i know it's needed and it's like as someone who is like likes hip-hop i would like to go to some events like this so it's either you can like just wait around for for me i was like i can wait around for these type of events or just proactively try to like you know spark it off you know i think uh also something coming from like as i said i moved to toronto in july but of last year but i i've i was usually i mean i usually i lived and born and raised in ottawa and i had without before i really started to get tapped into more like underground music and just getting more and more into hip-hop i had a pretty negative not yeah i had a pretty negative view of toronto kind of like not necessarily hip-hop but just like r&b the r&b hip-hop wave because like i feel like like the popular the more popular music yeah yeah exactly because it was it was not very informed it was definitely a very uneducated opinion and i was just going off of like obviously there's drake who I, I definitely like drake's music for sure he's very talented but i feel like a lot of the offshoots of what happened when drake blew up in my opinion it's just really again it's my own taste really not for me that like very atmospheric uh kind of ethereal in my opinion very drab kind of like r&b sound it's just so boring and so generic and it just got so popular so it's just everybody makes the music and coming like not it wasn't this recent but like slowly as i start to get more into hip-hop in toronto i was just amazed by how much balance there actually is and i think artists like you are doing a great job of giving that like you said that positive energy that kind of yin and yang to what you know is mostly playing in the clubs and that's great there's a time and place for that but i think you're you're not only doing that and you're giving people a place that like i feel personally like a lot of people are starving for that scene it's not easy, you know, unless you're like in a New York or like a really obvious hotbed for hip hop, it's, it can get pretty lonely as like a fan. That's not just into what's on the radio. Like I I know that through the podcast, like in the uh, kind of Patreon that I have, like, that's the common thing that people are really happy about joining because they're like, man, where I'm from in like Kansas, you know, there's no one that fucks with Raz Fresco. Like, and that's, I'm not trying to be mean here, but just like, there's there's nobody fucks with like Billy Woods or like nobody fucks with like, there's just people that are not tapped in. Nobody taps into hip hop, like other than what's on the radio. And again, you know, it's just, that's another conversation, but there's a whole lot of people that are just casuals and like people don't like appreciate the art. And it's great to be in a scene where you can actually go out of your house and meet people like that. It's, it's amazing. And, And I just have to give you mad props for that. Again, like, you know, because here's another aspect of it, too. I didn't really highlight this. But again, with the whole Flip a Beat Club thing, one, aside from, like, even just the name, Flip a Beat Club, Biggest Club, like, you know, that mm-hmm. it's clubs, like, you know, two clubs, like, you know, right together. But um, I'm a producer, aside from just rapping, you know, because I started, like, you asked me when I started pursuing rap, telling you, like, yo, since mad early. But at the same time, I started producing, like, seventh grade. Yeah. 
which is like pretty early, relatively early, early as well. That's too. mad early. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, so that's been a part of the journey as well. You know, and it's like a, it's like a tree, it's growing and it branches, branches out, right? So me as this artist is growing and branching out now. I have my artistry as a as a rapper and as a producer. So like part of that growth as a producer now, it, like on a physical level, is to do things like so be club, you know, to create that sense of community as well, you know, because that's how it's like as a producer. That's like aside from like beat tapes and producing different things, that adds on to that whole legacy of that of me in that aspect, you know, mm-hmm. the things that I've actually done as a producer that gives no, me like great. a place that's what gives a place for me to let that energy thrive as well because like in an event like that i'm going and engaging with people but it's not the same dynamic as let's say so, as a rapper you came to the shows that's a whole different dynamic to me so i'm on stage and i'm you know giving the music to you and there's that's how we're giving the energy exchange versus like in the as a producer it's a different energy mm-hmm. in that community in that dynamic, I'm there and I'm amongst the people walking back and forth. It's, it's a, you know, there's a different level of intimacy. It's just a different level of communication, you know? So me doing things like that gives me, provides myself different ways to engage with people as well, you know? Not just being trapped into the box of just like, you know, I can only go and do a show and rap in front of people on the stage. There's also different ways to engage with people and, you know, build right. that sense of community because that's important as, as far as like this artist trying to grow and develop my brand and myself as well too like you know yeah i definitely get Having the intimacy real- aspect there like i know at one point you were giving people like a little uh a quick uh 411 on how to use one of those pocket operators i was like damn this is fucking i think that was the first one i went to i was like damn this is really cool i did not expect to i mean i'm not a producer but i was like i was interested and, and that was really cool i feel like people really gravitated to just the the closeness of all those kind of events and here's another aspect of it too it's like yo, i feel like there's like certain artists that really like that disconnect like you know they like they really thrive in the whole feeling of like yo i'm right, I'm right here and like you know i'm above yeah. the people you know i'm talking down to the people whereas like you know there's other artists who actually just want to just engage with people you know and there's that whole that whole dynamic of like oh above here and the whole separation aspect yeah it's not really you know it's, it's not cool it's like a it's like a mini version of like you know 10 percent is doing you know it's like mm. you want to be separated above people and shit so that's not how i am as an artist so that's why just certain events you know is important yeah no 100 percent. and uh you know like just like about toronto hip-hop in general like do you think it's growing and do you feel like it's gonna reach even larger heights in the near future? Well, on the path that it is, at the path on the path that it's on now, yeah. You know, there's there's more artists putting out more material. That material is, you know, in like uh, is being received by more and more people. So it's creating more engagement with the content that's coming out of this community. So that's gonna just further grow the community. You know, it's like. Yes, the recipe, everything's there for growth. It's just about the artist continually watering, you know, and giving light and water to the to the scene. Yeah, and the, and I think the flower. the proximity to to Montreal is really important too. 
because obviously like you've you've been part of that cross pollination with boulangerie um like mike shab I mean, yeah. like there's just the future wave like there's just so much uh there's so much uh music coming out of montreal and toronto particularly and then you guys are collaborating amongst yourselves it's just like a ripple effect exactly exactly like you know it's like um <clears throat> like minds are like bound to link up in a certain in a certain uh proximity close to each other you know everything like we're on the same frequency it's like we're doing this like doing the same thing i'm doing it over here it's generating mm -hmm. interest so i might have certain listeners who is also listening to someone from montreal is doing the same thing you know what i mean and i'm looking through some of my responses and i'm seeing some people probably like yo you should collaborate with this person collaborate with that person you know so the work that we're putting out there is like causing like a feedback and then that feedback is like bringing people closer together because you're going to be able to see who is working on the same level as you you know mm -hmm. so like these collaborations is just natural just naturally forming because i'm seeing like okay i'm over here i'm seeing the work craven was doing you seen the work i was doing you know so these things are like bound to happen it's yeah beautiful. and you know, and on the yeah 100 percent and one of the ways that you've really kind of uh, established yourself is in kind of your community is through your label, Baker's Club. Um, so I'm very curious, like the origins of that and just the general vision you see for the Baker's Club moving forward. The way you, because I have to be honest, the way that like the website, the merch, the rollouts for albums, like it just feels very professional and like there's something big growing here. That's just my take. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's exactly what it is, man. You know, like um, from a young youth, rocking the cold too. <laughs> but, but um, <laughs> uh, shout out to Ray Bond. Yeah. Um, but nah, since young, I started based on like 2009. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, you know, going to the ninth grade. And long story short, I just wanted to have a, a hip hop collective movement of artists that I'm, I'm working with that I think are dope. We put out music and you know, we just do it under one umbrella, one family, you know, people that's on the same frequency of minds, you know. If that's how it could remember, I started it in ninth grade, so it's just a simple concept, you know, as far as this Baker's Club, bake cake, get money, you know, and also, mm -hmm. you know, get it baked or whatever. And then over time, as I grew in it, and, you know, it just became more depth to it as well, you know, just the whole um, the knowledge self aspect that started to you should, that started to show within the music because that started to work with my own stuff, you know? And um, just, the, just the concept of, you know, there's a lot of dope different artists out there. So you're just providing a platform for dope shit to be seen, you mm -hmm. know? No, I love and, it. And uh, just growing the brand from there because, like, the concepts and themes that are represented in the music, you know, taking that now, making that physical with the merch, you know, and again, it's like that's what people are buying into though, the whole concept, the themes, marvelous, Magneto is right, all this. And also, it's like a tree is growing. It leaves as, as as the artists grow and then there's more products that are dropped, everything just branches out. You know? So that's my whole vision of it. It's like just to continue that, that branch out process, you know, have everything organically grow. That's good. That, I love the way you said that. And, and you're speaking on something I wanted to talk about next, which is that spirituality, that that knowledge of self, that's something that 
I really love about your music generally is that there's these clear, like established themes, there's a structure, there's like a purpose in everything that you put out. And one of the co consistent themes is that kind of like thoughtful knowledge of self type content in the lyrics. So I'm just very curious, like on this topic of like spirituality and knowledge of self, like how does that inform and inspire your raps? Okay, well, rap is something that I do, right? And just being a 5%, it's the way of life. It's culture, you know? It's the way I think. So I think mathematically, you know, process everything, you know? I see life as math. Everything is mathematical. So that's just going to, yeah, that's like the foundation of everything I'm doing as far as like with my artistry. You know, as far as just dealing with the truth, breaking down, just being a scientist, you know, analyzing life and just giving my take on it, my observations. You know what I mean? And then the truth, as far as this one, there's no mystery God, you know what I mean? Just leading people to the truth to themselves, the power within themselves, so that they can, you know, exercise their mind to the highest level. You know, so I'm striving to do my music, my art, you know? You just come with the illest, the illest level of my artistry, you know? And grow, you know, come with the highest level of my production. Yeah, so from that foundation, from that foundation, everything is gonna be affected by everything will be affected by that. You know what I mean? Word and and like, do you feel? Because I know like one part of your music that I love too is like on this topic, you seem to be very have a clear purpose to share this with like the next generation, like share what you've learned through your experiences, your hardships, your your learning with the with the youth if you will so like do you feel like a responsibility or something that drives you to share this with with the younger folks out there you know there's the, you, you heard that proverb it takes a village to raise a child right yeah yeah exactly so it's like the, the children of the future so anything you can do to inform them to make them make wise decisions is going to create greater outcomes for the rest of humanity the planet so i mean hell yeah you know you think back to yourself certain things you might have learned and acquired, like certain knowledge and wisdom you might have acquired over the years, you know, which has helped to grow your understanding and your mental comprehension of life, where you see life more clear now, right? If if uh, certain of this information would have been conveyed to, you, conveyed to you at earlier points in time, that would have helped your quality of life. Yeah. If you could have reached that clear state of comprehension earlier. So... Mm -hmm. Exactly, because we see what's going on out here. Like, you know, you see people being, you know, it's like living this, celebrating the death culture through the entertainment, you know what I mean? There's, there's violence in the communities, you know, and they killing each other, you know, um, and a lot of pitfalls that people are falling to, you know? I've, I mean, I've been through things in my life as well, just trying to rise above certain pitfalls, you know what I mean? You know, people are being like incarcerated and locked up, you know. So we're trying to stop certain patterns. So the way we can do that is through the proper information, because if people know better, they can do better. Well, mean it be better. So it's like trying to be a part of that process. First, you know, inform yourself so you can do better and be better. So me, it's like just being able to like change my way of life by being able to like use my mind and focus on my creative talents and abilities, you know. And we use that as a way to create like a, like, you know, livelihood, and, you know, sustainability for myself. Mm -hmm. It's showing people that there's other alternatives, you know, alternative ways of being instead of following certain pitfalls, you know, and getting caught up 
you know what I mean? Arsenal, doing, you know what I mean? Other things. So striving to be a good example of, you know, using your mind to, you know, create a good life for yourself. Oh, that's special. That, that's really special. Hey yo, waking up in BC. Used to wake up baking my cell to cush with the grab. Hey yo, how you 23 with three open cases and three hey, yo, Using my freedom recklessly, cause in my mind, minimum wages, disrespect. Hey yo, rhymes is like raw celery. Celebrate for cheddar cheese, exceptionally. Manifest my dreams in my sight for control the energy. My mind is like the temple of Solomon. It's like the streets is alive and open up its mouth and smile. And so, like, with that, I'd really like to dive into, like, because you said you've been been on, been, you've been just generally a very prolific artist, but you've been on a very nice run over the past couple years, I'd say. Um, and I'd like to just dive into some of these records. So I want to start with the flagship series that Magneto was right. You've, you flooded the market with nine full-length albums as part of this series, culminating with also the release of Magnetic. What is the background and kind of like overall significance of this Magneto was right series, like with the Magneto character? Like, could you kind of like give the the people a bit of knowledge about what that's all about? All right. Um, well, you know, the X Men is like is like a perfect analogy <clears throat> and like based off loosely off the civil rights movement with Professor X supposed to be in Malcolm X. No, Professor X being um Martin Luther King Jr. And Magneto, and Malcolm X, and this this two schools of thought, and like mutants are an analogy for black people and original people. Whereas one school of thought is dealing with assimilation into the system, you know, and one school of thought is dealing with you know, using your powers for yourself. Like the mutants bringing their powers together and just building their own their own nation, doing they're doing their own thing, not trying to go into the society now. With both schools of thought, they're both just still mutants under oppression, and it's, it's an analogy to original people. So that's me with Magneto was right. I'm saying, yo, this school of thought, as far as doing for yourself, you know what I mean, and using your power. Because in the show, we talk about like mutants with powers, like superpowers. Mm-hmm. But if you take that word power, the power is your ability to you know do work. It's the ability for you to exercise your will, you know, physically or mentally. So with your, it's your power. And, and that's based upon your understanding of the truth of life. Like, you know, because with that truth, you'll be able to, you know, move accordingly. Right. So me, the whole analogy is take that power, you know, use your power for yourself and build up our own selves instead of just, you know, building up a system that's oppressing us, you know, promoting our death and pushing us towards like, you know, the lower quality of life. Let's just, use our powers for our own self. It's the same, you know, it's the same age old battle. So I'm just using that analogy, the same the same way the show is using that analogy. I'm using that and packaging it in a, in a familiar form, same themes, same concepts, you know, but it's in a familiar form. Oh, that's really interesting. I love the way that you, you kind of like, I love the kind of the, the through line and how actually well that connects with what you kind of stand for, because this is kind of just, almost the exact same kind of message that you've been just talking about earlier about when you're talking about knowledge yourself, knowledge of self and the importance of all that. That's um, how did you come? Like what, when did that kind of click with you? Have you always been a fan of, I know you're a big fan of like comic books and all this shit. It's clear influence in your music. Like when did this kind of idea come to you? And that's a, that's a funny thing. Like, it's like, you know, it's not like if you go back throughout my, all my music, just mad comic book, you know? Yeah. Everything, you know, um, 
when yeah, like y'all seeing like the X Men, we grew up and seeing the X Men on TV. Mm. So there's there's that like you know you've seen those shows. So that's been like a part of my childhood. And as far as like the whole comics and all of that, right? Like growing up for years, like the only type of literature I was reading is like, you know, just history books, like, you know, books on science, physics, like very real, you know, non, like I wouldn't even see me in fiction like section. Yeah. I'm mean, going fiction books or whatever, like, you know, for years. The only, the first time I read a uh, book and it was like fiction, like just in, in my adult, like in adult years, like mm-hmm. willingly is like i was like locked up i didn't have no other like books to read something like magazines and shit so mm-hmm. i read some dope stories and shit john gershaw whatever dope books and shit but uh i've always just been reading mad serious you know and just taking in serious content as far as this real life trying to educate myself and there was a certain point in time where it's like you know i was doing that and um i'm also going through mad real shit you know i'm out i mean i'm, I'm on road doing my thing and she was just very serious. So I was like, I read the, I started getting the comics. It's just like a form of like, yo, this is not, this is like some type of like relief in a sense, you know, like it's like some, like just looking at all the art the stories it was like creative relief for me at a, at a certain point in time. Mm. Right. It was like creative fuel almost, you know, just to like take in, you know, just fuel my creativity as far as just taking in something that's like, just a wild, crazy story, like, you know, um, just crazy art at that time. I'm just making beats and I was like, you know, just have all the art there and, you know, I'm just vibing. I'm like, yo, making beats that like are, that match the scenes and, and all of this, you know? So I was just using the comics as like creative fuel, you know, and just diving back into that, that, you know, youthful energy of myself, you know what I mean? No, that's really so, cool. Um, that, yeah. that's, what, that's what it provided us yeah you know the creative fuel that's interesting because yeah it's like it's definitely it's not like a departure from what your beliefs were or anything like that but just the i don't even like i don't use that word either you know what beliefs beliefs? yeah because there's a lie in the middle of the word belief oh i'm more so deal with knowing and understanding you know because if i was like yo do you you believe do you believe you're a man do you know you're a man you'd be like yo yeah because with the belief there's a shadow of doubt you know that's interesting. Wow. That's a good way of putting it. Um, and, and related to like, not as much the content of this, these albums, but like the strategy, if you will, like you release nine of them, right? That's not a small amount. Why did you decide to flood the market, if you will, versus staggering these releases over like, you know, four or five years, like you easily could have, or even longer than that? Again, like I was at a point in time where I just like, you know, just felt like doing it. At, at that point in time, my like, if you look at my discography, it's independent for a couple of years at that point, you know? I've been independent, but I mean, like, just me working by myself completely, no managers or nothing. That's how I was working since, like, the, um, call it towards the end of 2017, right? So fast forward two years later, towards the end of 2019. I knew that I was going to drop, like, this album called Marvelous Right it was gonna have a lot of personal stories and, and like you know be a time capsule of you know, a large period of my life and different things i went through since after pablo frescobar that dropped in 2015 mm. so i knew i was working on that album but i didn't want to give it away like that like you know it's too personal at that time i'm like i can't just like give it away like you know like 
me keep developing this and build build up my profile to a greater level. So around that time, I had I got the Magneto's right ideas right after I did the Truth is Stranger and Fiction album. It was a I had this collab out me risk and like all the the titles and the names were different like comic book people like you know different superheroes and some villains and shit and whatever you know that's that was the whole track listing so coming off of making that <clears throat> and while i was like in that period of like you know going to the comic book shops and just yeah. you know as a form of like you know just doing something like show because before then like this is a time where i'm trying to transition in life too i'm not out of one way of life being on you know getting money yeah. a certain way I'm trying to focus on my art like just being art artistic and shit so during that period of time, that's when I like you know sometimes go to the comic book shops and just, just you know what I mean, mm-hmm. read the different books and shit. You know what I mean, and just fuel my creativity. So boom, just the type of vibes I'm in, just create you know just new beats, looking at dope art, you know what I mean, and just getting inspired for art and all this. So i'm in that type of vibe already i just I really got the full conceptualization of marvelous right wrist this project that i'm gonna do whatever but i want to give it out so while i was in that vibe i was like yo i need to make something else and i'm online i'm looking at different shit and i'm like yo who's who, who didn't we use from the truth and the stranger and the fiction like you know and i'm just like i'm thinking like different people and boom like i already knew the magneto was writing a whole analogy from years before yeah, I know, but like when I thought about it again in that moment, I was like, "Wait a minute!" Like, and I was—I like, had to double check. Like, there's no like album like this already. Like, yeah, for around, real. Like, wait, yeah. what? I'm like, you know, like, wait, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, nah. Okay, boom, let me do this, and then like, boom. At the same time, like I said, like the foundation, I think, is five percent already. So I'm like, yo, I gotta, I'm like, I gotta bring this idea into fruition. I gotta born this, but then I'm like, at the same time, I've been getting different comics right there's different um sometimes you'll have series a different series was like issue one issue two issue three and it's like that creates a story mm-hmm. and there's that's a story and a greater story but they'll have like um even on um, the fact that, like secret wars even though that's not part of the magnus right whatever that name is like a comic book series mm-hmm. they have a series called like secret wars right and uh long story short i was like okay if they have issues and they could be numbered. Me being a five set, we deal with numbers, and I'm like, okay, I could do them from one to nine, and born this whole series. Like, I was like, that idea is ill. I can just acknowledge the board one to nine. Like, it's, so same time I got the Magneto was right idea, and I'm seeing it in my head. Like, you know, I can do a series. Boom! I'm right away. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do a series one to nine, issue one to nine, and the whole idea just came, and I was like. Oh, in that moment, I was just with it. I just went with the energy. So I started working on issue one. And I finished it, like, you know, in a week and a half, week and a half and put it out. And when I put it out, certain people hit me up like, yo, some of my favorite stuff from you, whatever. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, yo, fuck, there's projects that I worked on for, like, mad long and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? The fuck, fuck you mean this is your favorite? Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about? So I was like, all right, well, let's we'll keep going with this energy because, like, at that point in time, too, there's just a certain creative freedom I just wanted to tap into. Like, I was like, man, just fuck it. I don't even care. I'm just going to do what I want to do, you know? Because I was, years before that, and sometimes I, I had management with different mm-hmm. people that I was working with before when I was younger. And I might have to, like, bounce ideas off people and 
just at that point in time, I was like, man, just do what the fuck I want to do. Yeah. Seems to have worked for you. I want to touch on like, cause you mentioned a couple of these records that I just, I think are probably amongst my favorite, if not my favorite of yours. And that's a uh, marvelous right wrist. Uh, when we spoke actually during the listening party for this album, you, you detailed the very like thoughtful concept behind the artwork that sits behind me right now and how kind of like all these kind of elements incorporate what makes you, you. And just hearing you speak about this just a second ago, but you said it was like a time capsule of your life. There was a clear intention associated with this album that was very personal. So like, what would you say was that kind of main kind of a vision, if you will, or like theme that you wanted to put put forward with the Marvelous Right Wrist? There's a lot of like, if you listen to the album, you can hear it's like a story of someone trying to like get through different trials and tribulations and reach a certain point of clarity and peace in their own self regardless to whom or what and what's around them mm -hmm. so that was a real life experience so i wanted to turn that into art because i'm an artist and that's what i do is rap so i wanted to take all these experiences and turn them into something that people can like gain positivity from you know it's like turning a negative to a positive it's like just energy transformation, you know, because energy can't be destroyed or created. So the energy that was created, like generated through those events, we want to take it and constructively form like a beauty out of it, you know, you take some fucked up and just form like a, a beautiful masterpiece from it, you know, and then give it more, like, you know, so these things don't happen in vain. It, there's, I can take beauty, make beauty out of these things, you know, so it's like therapeutic within my own self. Yeah, turn these things into art. Be able to look at it like, and be like, "Wow, you know, you find beauty in these things, you grow from them, you know." Yeah, there's some so amazingly like personal stories there. Life. Yeah, yeah, you know, because it's like, yo, make an analogy like this, like, it's like, okay, some something, something fucked up can happen, right? Something that you perceive as negative happens, mm -hmm. and it's like from that point, what are you gonna do? Let's say you make a painting about something like, you know, that that about that experience now time passes you can look at the painting and find beauty in, in that experience you know because you converted it and you know you can you transformed it into something else you know what i mean instead yeah. of letting certain energy sit with you, you know? it's kind of like a release because mm. again energy can't be destroyed or, or created you know it's a change form right so that album represents me changing you know, forms of experiences into like you know, the art, the hip hop, the music. You know? Oh, that's amazing. I love that. And uh, yeah, because this is out of all the records you put out, like this one had some of the most like, yeah, just the most obviously personal, obviously like touchy subjects, deeper kind of personal introspective moments. And I think it just came across perfectly. It ends with that, uh, that like long kind of a conversation you're having at the end one of someone i know he's one of your ogs like that's just uh it really came across beautifully like i gotta say and then nothing better than this artwork like i fucking love this artwork i got the i got the bandana i got that on my i got that hanging on my wall like it's fucking oh, it's just beautiful yeah, no, peace. appreciate it man shout out my dude stownson he's the artist that created that you know um mm -hmm. yeah shout out to stownson you know we uh definitely to some special with that yeah yeah my wrist yeah. man you know yeah, so it's, a, it's like a motion picture. It's a movie. It's mad cinematic. 
Mm-hmm. You, know? you might need to have popcorn when you're, when you're taking it in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Kicking it off with Raekwon, too. Like, that's just couldn't, couldn't really be better there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another full circle moment, too. Because, like I said, this is like a time capsule, everything from Paulo Frescobar. Like, you know, 2015. That's how I felt, you know? Mm-hmm. And on from on that album, that's when we first did the collaboration. If Wednesday, you know, so it's like a full circle moment from there as well. It's like boom. That's why it dropped on the anniversary of Paulo Frescobar, you know, right. seven years later. Wow, wow. And uh, before we really look forward to what you have upcoming in the future, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention another record you just you just kind of touched on, Secret Wars. Just, just quickly, like, how was the experience working with such a talent like Diviasi? Like, that guy is a legend, and what you guys created is definitely just better than I even could have expected. Uh, yo, Divi's Divi's Mr. Miyagi, yo. He's Mr. Miyagi with it again. He's just someone I was just taking in, like, you know, I really fucked with his work. So I, you know, watch beat videos and do yeah. his thing, you know, listen to his projects, you know, and um, I kind of just put it out there online, like, yo, damn. I, I fuck up some Dibiase beats, like, you know, I need to get a pack or some shit like that on my Twitter. And he must have seen it. And around this time, like you said, I was putting out a lot of shit. You know, this is like during the Magneto's Right series, like, you know, during the issues. And I think mm-hmm. it's like, I think he, like, after we started speaking, I think he told me that he became, a, like, aware of my shit around the time I dropped Gorgeous Polo Sportsman. Nice. Future Week. Yeah, you know I mean? fire um, shit. Yeah, so... Long story short, when I put that out there, he kind of like you know he responded, and then from there we started going back and forth, and um, yo, he was like rocking with the work I was doing, and um, yo, I was, I was putting it out there like you know I'm trying to get some work in, and he was rocking with it, so he sent me a pack. Really, it started from like that first pack, and then when I got that, got it recorded like three, four joints that same day, sent it back. But when I sent it back, I sent it back in like a little mix. You know, and um, boom, he sent me back another pack. And long story short, that week we just finished the project. Wow, so we just locked in, like you know, it's like you know, he's rocking with each other, and just we just locked in, got it done, you know. And I feel like again, this is like when like minds, similar vibes because I'm like mad chill, you know, I'm just trying to just make dope music, like you know, there's people who are just about all different aspects of the, of the um comes with the rap shit and just yeah. you know i'm just chilling trying to make the music you know and just good vibes all that so Dibby's the same way so we just click you know so, and so that is again it's an organic thing you know yeah you guys just seem to have like a very similar vibe in the sense that you guys are just like really you're like technicians you're like you really admire the craft like obviously dibiase like uh people associate like um entire beat machines with him like when the the new sp 404 like that new one that dropped like i don't know like a year or two ago like i know he was like one of like i think he was like one of their like sponsors or like he he like did some like promos for it because he's that established with that tool and in the community and like you you you're like you're also a pocket pocket operator guy like it's just a it felt like a match made in heaven and i do think like there's a certain energy like an electricity with that record that i just love Mm, nah, definitely definitely it's definitely a special thing man mm. shout out to Dibby. shout out to the OG and uh yeah I want to I want to like end this conversation by talking looking in the future here so I know you're hard at work at as you typically are 
but I've heard some some rumblings about some exciting projects you come you got coming up. So yeah, yeah. what have you what, heard? What have you heard? Uh, I'll let you say it. I'll let you say it. Uh, I don't want to say anything. Uh, uh, so, yo, so what, what, yo, people talking crazy. What have you heard? No, I've heard. You heard about uh, you I've heard, heard about the white clan John shit. I've heard. So, sorry, what? You heard about the white clan John shit? No, I have not. Okay, you gotta, you gotta. Just oh yeah, yeah, about that shit. Tell, tell fans, shit? tell fans what we gotta, what people should be on the lookout for. I didn't, I've never you heard, heard about that. the new shit with me at Timberland and Missy Elliott. That's, that's dropping. Right? <laughs> no, I did not hear the Missy Elliott joint. No, you gotta enlighten me. <laughs> nah, I dropped it on SoundCloud yesterday, man. You gotta stay in tune now. You know, I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. You're not. Um, definitely got some shit in the works. You know, me and Craven doing the follow up. Was out yeah. there once you always vibing. Um, yeah, Shabo, we cooking. Yes, I need that. I need that. I'm um, fucking. A, oh, he's so dope. <laughs> where, where, me and Sadu, you know, shout out Sadu. We've been cooking. We got a lot of joints. Me and me and Danielson, we cooking. Got a lot of joints as well. You know, me and ALS. That might nice. be the next one. That might be the next one. You know, um, we just dropped Alchemy on vinyl too as well. Not two records, so Alchemy is now available for sale. But yeah, we might drop a follow up as well ASAP because we have crazy body records. We just what else collabs as far as those those three. What else? I mean, that's basically it. I don't know what you heard. You sound like you. you know what I mean, no, I heard. I heard those. I heard those. The the Sadu. I heard. Okay, the, okay, good, good. I heard good, the good. Boulangerie follow up. That one mm-hmm. is, uh, I think, I don't know if you, you might have played a, at one of your events, you might have played a sneak peek to one of the joints uh, on that. Probably, I be doing that all the time, yeah. like, you know, yeah. every one of the events, I, everything's done, you know, at the end, everybody's just chilling, you know, I might just, you know, play one, two unreleased joints, we there vibing, you know, it might happen, mm-hmm. you know. No, but those sound, those sound amazing. Reason to pull up. 100%, 100%. Um, man, I just got to say, like, Everybody check out Baker's Club website. Every all that'll be linked in the description of this episode, show notes. But keep doing what you're doing for rap and just for Toronto hip hop in general. It's a it's a beautiful thing. I'm really happy you came on the show to share experiences too. For real. Nah, man, for sure. Appreciate the love, man. You know, like I said, if you see me at the events, you know, it's all good. Just yes, again, as you also add on to be a part of the community out here, you know, we striving to just make it grow. You know what I mean? And just expand, you know, and make everything just get bigger and better. So this is, I mean, it's all part of the greater process. You know? so, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you as well, man. Man, appreciate it, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, with that, just can't wait to hear this new shit. And uh, hope you have a good rest of the day. Take care. Peace. All right, man. You already know, BakerSelb.com, B-K-R-S-C-L-B.com. Yeah, man, you know, new music coming. Shout out Greg Fall, Funk, Low, Six, Leonard, Eric Wright, you know, ALS. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, everything is real. All right, with that, peace. Peace. Hey, yo, don't you feel your heart crying? You don't want love, you want diamonds. You don't want the truth. You want me to say whatever just to keep you smiling. Like, yo, don't you see the sun shining? But you don't love life, you love dying. The mind is a beautiful thing, except when you trap inside it. Trapping outside, you know the money and the violence. Niggas be acting like we don't got other options. Hey, yo, don't you see the babies watching? Imitating us, playing cops and robbers. Like hot potato, pass them along like, yo, they not my problem. Like a coon and Matata, Al Smith, Looper, the Slava. I overworked my mama All the reading between the lines Groom the ghetto scholar Precious metal wristwatch rocker Dripping like
So there we have it, another episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip-hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new Rap Music Plug podcast Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists, early access to episodes, and more. And above all though, you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show through the website and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently. So if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rapmusicplugpod or shoot me an email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify as well. But that's enough self-promotion for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace. Peace.